I'd like to say good morning. Uh, once again, here we're shooting live this morning from our our church. Uh, thank the Lord for us to be able to do this opportunity for the the blessings of having uh, internet and having the technology that. Even though in these days we're not able to assemble ourselves together like we would like, but uh, we're still able to have the opportunity to uh, share from the Word of God. I pray that um, you all are doing well. I, I have not heard just uh, from a church of any uh, in the church that has uh, come down with the, the virus yet, as of yet. So we're praying that the God might put a wall or a hedge around about us that might protect us from that. Um, but uh, we know that um, there's lots of things coming this week, and this is supposed to be one of the worst weeks. And so I, I encourage you all to try to uh, limit your access one to another. Uh, seeing lots of comments on Facebook and on uh, emails and such as that, I appreciate the comments from last week that were received. That was encouraging. Um, but keep in contact with people. Check on those that, uh, especially the elderly, continue to check on them. Many of them don't have Facebook or they don't have the Internet, and so uh, pick up a phone and give them a call. I've talked to some this week, and uh, everybody seems to be doing fine. But um, just keep in touch with our brothers and sisters in Christ and encouraging one another, and we'll get through this this and um, the Lord will, Lord will continue. So before we know it, we'll be all back together here in the church together. I'll tell you, it is not the same. I was talking to Brother Bob Sanders last night. He is doing something similar, and it is not the same uh, to stand be, uh, behind the pulpit and not to see uh, many of your faces. So um, it won't be long, and we'll be back. And just encourage you to keep on serving the Lord and doing what you can. If you have any special needs, make sure you let me know. Uh, whichever way and uh, we'll uh, we'll try to help in any way we can and if you need food or supplies or anything let us know we have people that has the time to do that and so uh, do that uh, this morning if you have your bibles i'd like for you to turn to the book of romans chapter number 10 i'm just going to read three verses that the lord has laid upon my heart uh, as we post these things now and uh, we kind of title them on the the internet of what the title of the message would be and the title I was asked this morning well what is the title of the message and we're going to call it or I have deemed it the last week and I believe it is is appropriate in more ways than one but this morning I want to read uh, in Romans chapter number 10 that you may say well what does that have to do with what your uh, the title of your sermon but hopefully the Lord will get us to that point but in Romans chapter number 10 Starting in verse number one, the Bible says, Brethren, my desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. I like that verse. That ought to be the hearts on our hearts this morning. That ought to be our desires that Israel might be saved. Of course, we know that the Apostle Paul is speaking here to his own people. He had a heart for his own, and uh, even though they wouldn't receive him, he had a heart for him. And so he would pray that they might be saved. And it goes on and says, For I bear, bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, hath not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. 
As we look at this passage of scripture, and today, this morning, is a morning that we would typically celebrate what we know as Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is, of course, that time that is the week before. It's a time that Jesus would make his uh, triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and uh, it would be the last week of his life. And so as I look at this, and I thought about today, and I thought about, well, what, uh, for Palm Sunday, what message could I bring that would encourage us, that would help us? And it's an exciting week, actually, because there's many things that goes on this week. This is called the Holy Week, and many churches normally would have different services uh, there uh, throughout the week, uh, maybe a Good Friday service, or a Monday and Thursday service, or a uh, a course sunrise service on Sunday and a normal service Sunday morning. And it's an exciting week, a holy week, that we celebrate what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in his life. But as I thought about that and thought about the things and thinking about all the great things that we could celebrate this morning, I wrote down some things that we could have uh, in years past that maybe we would have preached on this Sunday morning. Maybe we would have talked about a little guy by the name of Zacchaeus and him climbing up a tree there, as the song says, to see what he could see. We might speak about Zacchaeus. Of course, when it comes to the entry, uh, entrance into Jerusalem there of the Lord Jesus, there's many things that goes on around that. There's things about the donkey that he rode on and Jesus needing then to, to fulfill the scripture of him riding in Jerusalem on that donkey. We could think this morning about the disciples and the way that Jesus told them to go and to get that donkey and to loose that donkey. And if the master says there, why taking this to give them that reason, we could speak about that. We could speak this morning about, uh, about the gifts that was brought there to the Lord Jesus. I'm not speaking about the gifts of Christmas, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but, but there as Jesus would enter into Jerusalem, there would be gifts that were brought to him to, to honor him as king. There, the, of course, the one of the coat. We could speak about the coat. We could speak this morning about the, the garments that was laid upon the, the coat and upon the ground there as Jesus would go in, into Jerusalem. We could talk this morning about maybe the, the palm branches and as they would uh, uh, wave them and cry, Hosanna, Hosanna to God. We could speak about these different things, but we're not doing that this morning. We could, this morning we could speak about the, the different ones there or the different people and all about the entrance into Jerusalem. We could talk there and spot, talk about how Jesus would go and how his disciples would go and how they would be praising God. We can look this morning about the way that uh, there that Jesus would say the possibility if they hold their peace that the stones could cry out before him. We're not going to talk about that this morning. We, we could talk about Jesus and this holy week going into the temple and cleansing it. Lots of things could be said. Lots of exciting holy things went on this week. But this morning I think that uh, the Lord has laid it upon my heart not to look at those areas this morning, but look at something that I believe that is more important when it comes to this holy week, uh, this last week of the Lord Jesus Christ's life. As I think about this morning, I think about where we're at and in the day and the hour that we are living. I'm thinking about this morning about what we have been given the, the, uh, on the news reports. I think about what our president has said. And our president has said, made comments such as this, that, that this will be the worst weeks of our lives. 
I heard a comment this week saying there that, that, uh, uh, that there'll be thousands that will die. As I went to work one day this week, I went to work, I believe it was on Tuesday morning, and as I heard the radio playing, I heard the news come across, and the uh, newscaster said that we have now lost 3,000 lives to this terrible virus. Just one day later, next day, I go to work, and I hear that morning that they said, now our death rate has surpassed 4,000, and now five and six, and this morning up over 7,000 people has went out into eternity, this being, and last week was the last week of their life. And as we are, as they are predicting that it might be the last week of many of people's lives, thousands might continue to die of this virus known as coronas. And so as I think about that, I think about, well, what's important about this? The importance this morning is, are we ready for that day? In Hebrews chapter number 9 and verse number 27, the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So we know that we all have that appointment. I can't tell you this morning whether that appointment will be my appointment this week, or next, or, or 10 years from now, or when it might be, but I do know this for sure, that even as I have that appointment, I am ready for that appointment. And I believe the Apostle Paul, as we look here in Romans chapter number 10, I believe the Apostle Paul knew that appointment was coming for his own kinsmen, his own fellow men, those of his own lineage, he realized their condition. See, as we look at, 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 at the, think about Palm Sunday, and we think about them crying and crying out, Hosanna, and glory to God in the highest, and all those things that they would cry on that Palm Sunday many years ago. He realized that Paul saw the conditions of the hearts of the people. Because while they would yet cry Hosanna one day, just they Few a few days later, they would cry out those words, crucify him, crucify him, give us Barabbas, and crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, they may present a great picture there of, a, of their king. They was looking for a king that would, there would rule and reign over them. They really knew not of who he was. And so as I look at this passage here in Romans chapter number 10 this morning, I look at it and I want to share three thoughts with you this morning. The first thought I see here in verse number 1 of Romans chapter number 10, he says, brethren, and he is, he is talking to his brethren here, he says, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. As I look at this passage of scripture and think about these things, I see that he had a concern for those ones that was around about him. Those acquaintances that he had, his, maybe his own family members there, he had a desire for them and that they might know the Lord Jesus Christ as he had came to know him. As I think about this passage of Scripture, I'm thankful this morning that I am saved. I know that as I look around and I hear about this, I hear the concern of death coming maybe my way or coming your way in these upcoming weeks, I realize that, I'm, uh, that even though this thing or this disease is just maybe a temporal thing, 
It's affecting our lives for uh, just a, a period of time for maybe a few weeks or months or whatever it may be. That destruction, that we will go and we will die one of these days, that destruction will come our way. But I'm thankful to know this morning is that while it is temporal, this disease is temporal, and, and even this life on this earth is temporal, that I don't have to worry about an eternal death because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for me. I've been saved from the eternal wrath that is yet to come. Paul saw the conditions of the hearts of his people. He saw that the way they are and, and there, he saw that the way that they had been blessed by God Israel, we think about them, we think about what God had granted them, we think about the way there that they, they lived in a land that the Bible talks about that it was a land that was flowing with milk and honey. We think about a people that was given the, the truths, or as the Bible calls, the oracles of God, they had been given that. They had seemingly everything that they needed in this world. I think about us today. I think about how that we have been granted so many blessings. The blessings of having the things that we need. The blessings, as the songwriters talk about, food on our table and shoes on our feet. We've, been, we've received those blessings. But can I tell you something that people need today? The songwriter wrote and said it this way. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. If there's ever a time and a time that we would live, people need the Lord. And as I thought about that, I thought about how true that is there about people needing the Lord for salvation in a time of trials. We can cast our cares upon Him for He cared for us. People do need the Lord. But as I think about that this morning, I want, it, I want you to get personal with yourself. Not only does people need the Lord, but this morning, you and I as individuals, within our hearts, we need to answer that question. Do I need the Lord this morning? As I was thinking about that this week, I was called to remembrance in the Bible that there's a passage of scripture that I, I believe that many of us fall into. It's a very familiar passage of scripture in Luke chapter number 15. And there we have the, the parables there of the lost coin. And we have the parable of the lost sheep. But we also have another parable of the lost son. And we all know about the prodigal son. And we talk a lot about the prodigal son and about he went, how he went down to the uh, 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 there and, and, and lived that righteous living life that he lived. But one thing about the prodigal son as he went down and he cast his, sowed his wild oats and cast those things around, there we find that he finally came to a place in his own mind that he realized what he had done and what he needed. He realized what was at the father's house. And so he repented and he came to the father's house there. And I love the story. It's a beautiful story about the way that the father saw him coming there. And he rose up, the Bible says, and he saw him a great far off. And his father uh, went, had compassion and he ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And, he, and there the son says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and thy sight and no more am worthy to be called thy son. 
And the father said to the servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. They killed the fatted calf. We know the story this morning about those blessings there that, that came there. But in the midst of all this, while one would come to that point of repentance and come back to in fellowship with God, what, her, what, what, what I'm aware of this morning and what concerns me is of that elder brother. Many times we don't think much about the elder brother, but the elder brother is the one there that when he heard all these things, he heard the, the music and the dancing in the house there, and, and, and he asked his servants about what had happened there. We see there that they came and told him about the fatted calf, and the Bible says this in Luke 15 and verse number 28. The Bible says, And he was angry and would not go in, Therefore came his father unto him and entreated. And he answered and said, Lo, father, these many years have I served thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest the kid that I might be married with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come and ye ever devoured him with living hearts, thou hast killed the fatted calf. And we read on about this, this elder son. We find out the condition. You say, what are you talking about this morning? What I'm talking about this morning is this. We can be one of those two sons this morning. We can be the prodigal son that came to a time in our lives where we realized what was in the father's house. Or we can remain as the elder son and think, well, Lord, I have done all these things all my life. Never came to a place where he should be. See what I'm talking about this morning from our text in Romans chapter number 10. I'm talking about the Apostle Paul having a heart and having a desired heart. This morning, do we have a heart of desire? See, it didn't end just with a heart of desire, but it also, the Bible says there, that my heart's desire in prayer to God is for Israel that they might be saved. This morning I think about this and I think about this thought. We ought to have a heart's desire for those around about us to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Personally, we need, I need, you need to know the Lord. And if you don't know the Lord or if you have loved ones, the Apostle Paul just didn't wish, you know, we can wish a lot of things this morning. The Apostle Paul just didn't wish that they would be saved, but the Bible, the Bible says, my heart's desire and prayer to God. It's time for us, the des heart, our desires of our heart, we need to make known to God. We need to pray not only for others, but most of all, we need to get serious this morning. And we need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our own we maybe need to pray the sinner's prayer. But not only is there the heart's desire there that we see, but in verse number two, I put together this little thought. While we can have a heart's desire, there's a, there's a, a possibility this morning that we might be like the people of Israel of that day, that we might be living in a time that we have what I'm going to say is a harmful delusion. When I think about a harmful delusion this morning, listen to what the Word of God says. 
For I bear record, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. When the Apostle Paul is writing these words about being under this harmful delusion, we realize that this is where the Apostle Paul lived and this is where his life was at. For many years in his life, he was under that harmful delusion. You remember as I, as I had uh, 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 spoke a couple weeks ago about how that the Apostle Paul, when he came and when it came to his conversion there, that, that he came to a place there that he had the, the death threats in his hand and there he was looking for those that was professed to be a child of God who was believers and he was going to look to them. He was under that harmful delusion. In Galatians chapter number 1, verses 13 and 14, the Bible says, For ye have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and it profited the Jews' religions of many of my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly, listen to this word, zealous of the tradition of my fathers. See, this harmful delusion that the children of Israel was under was this one where they was zealous and and the apostle Paul he had as much zeal as anybody that I, I, I read about in the word of God he had that great zeal there but he didn't have the proper knowledge a man a, a as I was reading this week and uh, a commentator he says this he says zeal without knowledge is like a ship with no rudder. He says knowledge without zeal is like a ship with no motor. So what I'm saying this morning is this. We can have a zeal of God. But I wonder if we have the knowledge. Maybe we're short of Knowledge this morning. See, there's lots out of here. Israel, there, they had the land that was flowing with milk and honey. They had the oracles of God, but what they wanted to do is there, because of their lack of knowledge, because of their, 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 and as we're going to look down through the next verse in just a minute, we find out there they fell short in many areas. They were, as the Bible says, they was ignorant of the things of God. They had a zeal, but not of the right things. This morning, I believe, we're living in a world, we're living in a country there where they, are, they have, have a, a zeal for a lot of things, but not of the true knowledge of God. I think about this verse in a very familiar passage of Scripture. Ephesians chapter number 2, verses 8, 9, and 10 says, Therefore, by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Uh, um, not, uh, um, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath foreordained that we should walk in them. When I look at this, I'm glad to know this morning that I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm glad to know this morning, yes, while we need to do the works of God, the works of God doesn't save us. It's just what we do after we have given our, all our hearts and lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's many that's in a harmful delusion this morning. But lastly, I'd like to share one last thought quickly with you. 
And I wrote down this when I look at verse number 3 and read about how they was ignorant of God's righteousness and going about and st- uh, to establish their own righteousness. I think, boy, that's, that is the place that we're at today. And I wrote down this thought. I wrote down not only is there a heart's desire, not only is there a harmful delusion, but this morning I wrote down that there, can be, there needs to be a humble decision. A humble decision needs to be made. See, they was ignorant of God's righteousness. And as I thought about that, I thought about, well, you know what? Sometimes people are ignorant of things because they don't know. I'm going to tell you just a minute before I close about how that you can know that you're a child of God. But I also wrote down this thought, and I believe that's where... The, uh, the children of Israel was and the brethren of, or of, of, of the apostle Paul there, the Jews at that time, I believe that the problem was, was they just wasn't willing. There's a difference between not being willing and not knowing. This morning, only you can change not being willing. You can change your lives. You can finally come to that point and say, I realize, hey, I realize that this might be my last week. I realize that I'm not ready for that appointment that God has set up for us. I realize that if I'm that one, that this is the week that I go in out into eternity, that I'm not ready. This is your week. You can make the choice. You can change this morning. You say, well, how do you change? Let me tell you real quick. Let me just tell you what the gospel is. You heard it many times. As old songwriter said, tell me the old, old story. What is the old, old story? For all of sin comes short of the glory of God. Read it, Romans chapter number 3, verse number 23. Read it, open your Bibles, turn there right now. And the Bible tells us our condition. For all of sin comes short of the glory of God. And because we have sinned, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter number 6 and verse number 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What I'm trying to tell you this morning is this. Yeah, we're all sinners. And because of our sin, the wages of that is death. Not just physical death, but spiritual, eternal death. But then I'm glad to know this morning that the Bible says this in Romans chapter number 5. Turn there if you're not there, but it says there, For while we were yet sinners, Christ died. He died for you. He died for me. I'm thankful to know that this morning, that Christ died for my sins. I'm thankful to know this morning that my heart's desire is that you might be saved. I'm glad to know this morning that there's many that has lived in this harmful delusion in their life but this morning they can come to a humble decision and that humble decision says this in Romans 10 I'm going to read it I want you to hear this and I want you to examine your heart and know for sure the Bible says in Romans chapter number 10 verse number 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 13 says this, 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I close this morning saying this. This could be our last week. This could be your last week. Are you ready for that? Let us pray. Our most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for your, uh, uh, your word. I thank you, Lord, that you've put a burden upon our hearts, that there's lots of things that could go on. But, Lord, I'm thankful this morning to realize that this could very well be the last week of any of our lives. And, Lord, if that be, Lord, I pray that uh, the, those who have heard my voice this morning will take heed and they'll read and they'll go back to those scriptures. And, Lord, before it's everlasting too late, that they'll call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they'll be saved. Lord bless. Continue to watch over and guide us. Keep us safe in your arms. And all these things will give you the honor and the glory and the praise. We ask this in Jesus name. And amen. Thank you for being with us this morning.